live from Anaheim, it's Saturday night! That's right, it is Saturday night and it is NHL Mock Draft Live! With some of your favorite hosts from the Locked On Podcast Network, including John Chick from Locked On Rangers, Sarah Avampado from Locked On LA Kings, we have the guys from Locked On Senators, Ross Levitan and Brandon Pillar, and myself from Locked On Ducks, and also Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils. We also have featured Locked On Red Wings, Locked On Sabres, Locked On Wild, and Locked On Winnipeg Jets. All of that today. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow this particular show at LO underscore Ducks. And follow all the guys on the Locked On Podcast Network, especially the hosts from Locked On NHL. Check them out. Also, you can hear all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. You're not going to be hearing me as much for the next few minutes because this mock draft recorded during the week. Yes, a bunch of us hosts got together and we mock draft the first 10 picks of Tuesday's NHL Entry Draft, which is coming up very soon. And Sarah Avampato did host this, so this is for your listening pleasure. Make sure you listen all the way through. Part 1 will be today. Part two will be on Monday, so make sure to look out for that. And without much further ado, here is Locked On NHL Mock Draft, hosted by Sarah Avampado. Enjoy, everyone. So it is time for the draft, and while we are not, you know, in the war rooms of all of the NHL teams, we don't have Gary Bettman here to boo at. I guess that I, I guess I'm the the Gary Bettman. Please don't boo uh, me. I, oh no. <laughs> uh, we we're gonna do our own locked on NHL draft, and so today we have most of the top ten draft picks uh, re- represented here on on the show, and. We're going to just jump right into it. You're going to hear from each of our teams about who they want to draft, where they're from. We're going to get some discussion, some fighting, maybe some trades. Who knows? It'll get exciting as we uh, get into it. So we're just going to start the draft clock right away. And we're going to head to the New York Rangers. We have John Chick, host of Locked on Rangers. You are on the clock. Who are you going to pick? All right, with the number one overall pick of the 2020 NHL Draft, the New York Rangers select Alexi Lafreniere from Ramuski Oceanic of the QMJHL. And I feel like a lot of people on this call probably have more difficult decisions than I have. So I'll keep it kind of short here, and I'll talk to Sarah Edmondo of Lockdown Kings. Sarah, you were on the clock. All right, was that a thumbs up for a comment, Joe, or was that just a comment? That was more of just a... Hey, nice pick. <laughs> I like it. All, All right. right. <laughs> yeah, so next up is me with the Kings uh, representing the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, from, uh, from the OHL, we're going to go with Quentin Byfield, uh, which I know is going to get some disappointed faces from my Senators friends. So I, I think that having Byfield down the center is just – too, too tantalizing of a prospect to, to pass up. They have lots of guys in the system right now who are future centers, but at the end of the day, you can move them to wing. You can uh, adjust their positioning. You're not going to find another Quentin Byfield. So he is my pick at number two 
for the Los Angeles Kings, and I'm going to toss it to the Ottawa Senators. You guys are on the clock with your first of two picks today. Yeah, so I'll make the third pick. Brandon Pillars here from the Locked On Senators podcast as well. He'll be picking fifth. Um, thanks to the Eric Carlson trade, of course, from a year ago. There was a clause that if San Jose made the playoffs in 2019, which was almost inevitable, it'd be transferred no matter what in 2020. So they didn't have a choice to move it. Top five pick in the bag. Almost a case of give and take because obviously Ottawa gave up the number four overall pick last year in the Matthew Shane trade. Without further ado, at number three, Tim Stutzla from Mannheim in the German League. And I'd like to preface this by saying we're drafting him as a centerman. He played the left wing this year, playing against men as an 18-year-old. But every year in youth before that, he's a center iceman. That's where he wants to play, and that's the biggest need in the Ottawa Senators organization. So very happy to select Timmy Stutzla. Uh, He's going to be a perfect complimentary piece on a top line that has Brady Kachuk, a guy who can get to the net, because that's the one part of Tim Stutzla's game that might need a bit of work. He's a bit of a more perimeter player, but there's nothing wrong with that when you have hands like him and vision like him. So I see him being a a 60 assist guy at the National Hockey League level. How many goals is yet to be seen? But thrilled to add him to an already deep prospect pool at center, but not that elite talent. And we just added it right here. All right. Locked on Red Wings. You are on the clock. All right. Uh, well, with the fourth pick in the 2020 NHL draft, the Detroit Red Wings begrudgingly settle for uh I mean, proudly select Lucas Raymond from Forlunda of the SHL at this spot. We considered Cole Perfetti. We considered Marco Rossi because like the Ottawa Senators, the Red Wings are pretty thin at the center position in their prospect pool. So that filled a need. But ultimately, we decided to take the player who we think is going to be the best player available at that position, especially because neither Cole Perfetti or Marco Rossi are guaranteed to fit in at the center position. A lot of uh, places that you know have been scouting both of those guys said that they end up on the wing Lucas Raymond on the other hand he's a bona fide winger he's he does absolutely everything well he's a fantastic skater he's got an unbelievable shot he always makes the right pass he makes the hard pass look easy and his hockey IQ is off the charts uh, at the end of the day Raymond is the closest thing to an electrifying talent as the Red Wings are going to find outside of the top three and when you read these draft guys uh, you know, elite prospects, Dauber prospects, whoever it may be, they all kind of say the same thing. And that's that the consensus top three in the eyes of, you know, pretty much what we've been told is not necessarily the consensus top three in terms of scouting. And Lucas Raymond very much belongs in that conversation. And because we think he gives us the best chance to catch lightning in a bottle at four, he's the selection for the Detroit Red Wings. I got one comment, and I like the pick. He's fourth on, on my draft rankings as well. But with the Steve Eisman connection, I just see him as loving high IQ players. And he drafted a player in Braden Point in Tampa. And I just see so much of Cole Perfetti in Braden Point. Do you think that – I know your pick's Lucas Raymond. Do you think that Eisman could lean Perfetti in that situation? I do. And like you said, there's been a lot of uh, chatter surrounding that. I believe it was the day after the NHL draft lottery – uh, who's it? Sam Cosentino. I think he said that Perfetti is as much of a lock to Detroit at four as uh, Lafreniere is at one to the Rangers. So I do think that that seems to be the consensus at this point. But as we've seen with Steve Eisenman last year when he jumped up and took Mo Sider at number six overall, shocked the entire draft. Uh, you know, you never really know what he's going to do. 
All right. So we've got our first kind of surprise of the draft with Detroit. Ottawa, you are back on the clock for pick number five, your second uh, in this round. Thank you very much, Sarah. And excellent pick by the Detroit Red Wings there. That's going to cause the Ottawa Senators to go to their backup choice at fifth overall. But for a consolation prize, a 52 goal scorer in Jack Quinn from the Ottawa 67s is not too bad at all. And with the selection of Timmy Stutzla, now the Ottawa Senators have that elite top line in Brady Kachuk, Stutzla, and Jack Quinn. And a lot of people, they might want to harp on Jack Quinn saying it's easy to score 52 goals when you're playing with Marco Rossi. However, he spent most time five on five away from Rossi. They obviously hooked up on the power play, but this is a guy that can drive his own line. And we know the Senators have a lot of other prospects in positions as wingers, especially on the left side. They've got Formanton, Kachuk, Lots of talent there. Drake Batherson on the right side, but they're still needing that elite goal-scoring, pure offensive guy to put the puck in the net, and we believe Jack Quinn's going to do that. And he helps because he's a local kid, too. Sends love drafting local guys, and his favorite player is Daniel Offertson, so he, he ends up anything like that, we'll be happy. Yeah, Quinn is one of those guys that have really, you know, has a late birthday kind of on that transition area where, you know, he could have been in probably last year's draft class, kind of an, an older player in this one, really gaining some, some late steam. I think his big thing was skating this year and he really improved upon that. And that's, what's really helped propel him up the, the rankings this year. So uh, I'm probably a little surprised at five, but not a bad pick either with the, with what he's got for uh, with shooting talent. All right. We're already getting a pretty, uh, Interesting, a little different looking draft board than uh, some project projections have had. We're going to head back to the West Coast with the Anaheim Ducks. Locked on Ducks, you're on the clock. All right, so this actually sets up pretty well for the Ducks. As you guys may be well, well aware, the Anaheim Ducks were one of, if not the worst power play teams in the entire NHL. And that was their biggest problem was offense. They're one of the lowest ranked offenses in the entire NHL. So I figured they need someone that can score. They need someone that is probably projected to be the best shot. So with the sixth pick, I'm, I'm thinking and hoping Alexander Holtz. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alexander Holtz from Sweden. He is from Jurgardens IF from the SHL. Uh, one of the elite scorers, I think, for Sweden. And he did pretty well on juniors as well. The thing I like about Alexander Holtz is he is a finisher, which is what the Ducks desperately need. He's one of the best pure snipers in the entire draft. Uh, Something else that I liked about his talent, uh, he's got good speed. He's a threat anywhere in the offensive zone. You can have a bad angle shot. You could shoot from between the dots. You could shoot from just up the slot. He can make it from pretty much any of those spots. Uh, His release is extremely good. Uh, He can kind of change the angle a little bit on his shot. So that's something that I think defenses are going to have a tough time with. And that's something that goalies are going to have a tough time with. And as far as the Ducks are concerned, look, they don't need a passer. They don't need another playmaker type player because they've got plenty of those. Um, If you guys recall from, God, a year ago now, it's been nine, ten months since the World Juniors. And remember, there's a guy coming up that was very well loved, and that was Trevor Zegris. Zegris is bound to come up with the Ducks, and he's more of a playmaker type player. So if you have that 
unbelievable shot to go with him. He could be very good for the Ducks later on down the line who are going to stray away from some of their aging veterans. In particular, Ryan Getzloff, who has one year left, and then he could go the way of Corey Perry. Just quickly, since you uh, selected after us, what was is your opinion on Holtz versus Quinn? Did you did that change your decision at all, or did you have Holtz the whole way? I had Holtz the whole way just because of the kind of game that he brings, and I kind of figured that would that the draft board would go as it is. I kind of figured that if there's a player that's going to fall into number six, it's going to be Holtz, and I kind of figured the draft has gone how I thought it would go with you guys, honestly. So we're six for six as far as my draft order with regards to everyone else here. So that's who I've had. Plus, watching their power play is a bit... Oh, it's trying. Try watching their power play live and try hearing all the fans under you going, shoot, shoot, shoot. Do you know how many times I heard that this season? Yeah, Holtz's shot will help with that. That's every Minnesota Wild game ever. <laughs> Um, just out of curiosity, since you're, you're talking, uh, was Holtz on your radar, Joe? Holtz was definitely on one of those radars. Um, I think he was on our wish list. He was pretty high on our wish list. Um, but uh, I think, you know, especially when you're considering, you know, center prospects and things like that. And uh, I do think that he's one of those – actually, he's a winger and a more of a forward. I do think that for center prospects, the Wild were probably going to lean more center just in that – in that direction a little bit more, but, uh, but Holtz is one of those guys that uh, definitely has that elite talent and, uh, and certainly the, uh, the skating ability to, to do exactly what the wild want uh, out of their, their prospects. Well, there's another reason the ducks want a winger. They're pretty decent on something. They got Getzloff, They got Adam Henrique. They have Sam Steele, who is better than I think people give him credit for, but on the wing, you have Danton Heinen and Carter Rowney. Yeah. They need a winger, bad. And they need a shooting winger, really bad. All right, so Anaheim is solving some problems in this draft. We go to New Jersey next with Trey Matthews, host of Locked on Devils. You're on the clock. Oh, Jason, we talked about this a month ago, and uh, you still stuck by it. So thanks. Now I got to change it up a little bit. I did. I tried to make it easy on you. Well, you certainly did. And I'm surprised no one has picked this guy yet. So before I make my pick, Let's look at the first six. Well, yeah, let's look at the first six games for the Devils. Five to four, seven to two, four to nothing, four to three, three nothing, six to four, oh and six to begin the year. We don't really need offense, in my opinion, because we have some young talent that can develop. We have Heizer, we have um, Hughes, we have Brock, Gusev. We have a lot of young guys to develop on our offensive end. I don't think getting goals is our problem. And I think with the duo of Mark Recchi and Lindy Ruff, I believe that our offense could come into fruition. Now, I'm going to take a huge risk, and and honestly, I am stunned that you guys have not taken him off the board yet. I'm going to go with Jamie Drysdale. And the reason I go with Jamie Drysdale out of from the Erie Auditors because he's a brilliant skater capable of quarterbacking a power play with ease and generating results both ways through the neutral zone. Uh, More of a playmaker than a shooter. Drysdale is adaptable first and foremost. He's going to make the best decision regardless, no matter the situation. He's the only defenseman 
in this year's draft with the clear number one defensive upside. If a defenseman was going to be selected, for, like first, it was going to be Jamie Drysdale. And I feel as though he can really help our, uh, our team develop because if you look at our defensive uh, pairings of Mueller, Subban, Severson, um, all those guys, we have a lot of uh, old veteran players that honestly aren't going to be sticking by us for this, um, for this rebuild. So we need a young guy, a young defensive man. Now, we already picked up Riley Walsh out of Harvard, and uh, I hope that uh, he, he sort of – John, you should uh, vouch for me. I hope that uh, Riley Walsh becomes what Adam Fox is for the Rangers because who is in charge of the Rangers' uh, defensive scheme? Lindy Ruff. Sure. And Adam Fox is uh, what, what Adam Fox is carrying that sorry defensive unit, isn't he, John? If if I right or wrong? I mean, he's the shining star of the unit. There's some other guys that I feel pretty good about, but right now, yeah, Adam Fox, he's the guy you want to build around there. Yes, I'm right. And and who is um? Uh, no, I forgot to say this. Adam Fox, Riley Walsh, teammates. So I think Riley Walsh will uh, be good. But we need more young defensive men. And I am going with Jamie Drysdale. I thought it would be super unlikely he would fall this far to number seven. I'm surprised none of you have picked him. What? I, okay, Lafreniere was uh, all, all there. Raymond, Quinn, Holtz, Drysdale, hello. You need defense to win games. And uh, this is why one of the reasons why we're all in this situation is because I think our defense sucks. So – that's my man. That's who I'm going with. Well, Trey, you, you make a good point talking about how you're surprised a defenseman hasn't gone. If a defenseman doesn't go in the top five in this draft, it'll be the first time since 2003. So 17 years straight, a defenseman has gone top five. And uh, getting Drysdale there is great. But if you said offense isn't the problem, wouldn't you think Jake Sanderson might be a bit better in his own zone? Okay. I, I was looking at Jake Sanderson. He was on my list along with Alexander Hulse. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Jason. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, Jake Sanderson is, is definitely, uh, on the list of, you know, a left defensive man who did really well for the USHL. But the thing is his range can go from seven to 16, mm-hmm. according to, um, all about jersey.com. So whereas Jamie Drysdale, his window is much smaller. So it goes from five to eight. So, you know, who's going to be the better player and, I, if, if I have to choose, if, if, if it's life or death, gun at my head, I'm choosing um, Jamie Drysdale, honestly, because I feel, I feel like his window is small. I feel like uh, he's more likely to win a Norris trophy. I think he could win a couple of them. And Jake San- Sanderson, it's just, it's just two up in the air. He could go from seven to 16. That's a huge, huge gap. I would say Whereas, it's probably more likely that Sanderson stays a top four defenseman for longer, but I think Drysdale in his best years will have much better numbers than Sanderson. Like I see right. Sanderson's more like your Ryan McDonough, where Jamie Drysdale could be like a Drew Doughty in terms of offensive production. I will defend the pick here for, for New Jersey as well, is that uh, you, know, you just brought up kind of the range of where Drysdale was supposed to go as well as Sanderson. Sanderson is kind of a wild card in this draft. And I think that if he goes in the top 10, it really helps the wild out, definitely, um, as would Jack Quinn. But the, the big thing is here is that uh, with Sanderson, I still think he's going to be a very, very good defenseman. But with Sanderson, I think you could potentially trade down. So if you're going to pick at seven, you maybe pick more of the sure thing with Drysdale 
And, and if you're going to settle for, I mean, and this isn't settling, but if you're going to go for Sanderson, maybe that's an opportunity to trade down, maybe acquire another pick, maybe get another player out of the deal. And, and then maybe pick Sanderson, maybe a little bit later, maybe after the top 10. Right. And um, Jake Sanderson uh, out of, um, what's he out of university of North Dakota. Yeah. Going um, in as a freshman this year. Right. Um, you know, he recognizes appropriate times to join the rush and pinches and opposing wingers well, you know, sealing off pass options along the boards to prevent breakouts. But, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just a little hesitant of him being able to do it at the high level because like I said, I'm sticking with the ranges going from seven to 16. That's a huge gap. That's a huge, that, that means he's either a top 10 pick or he's just like a whatever who will just become like, you know, just fall out in the league in like four years. All right. We've got some controversy and I, I'm surprised Drysdale fell that far too. So uh, congratulations to New I'm Jersey. I'm going to recap on, so far on, on, just on picking up their of... fancy skating defensemen. <laughs> so what do we also, I just want to clarify, Trey, the Red Wings are in this position because they do everything bad. They were outscored by 123 goals this season and it, the season didn't even finish. What was Jimmy Howard's record again? Uh, it was like two and 25 yeah, or something like that. With like an eight, 80. Yeah. They got outshot uh, in the second or they just got outshot like two to one. This hey, year. come on. So Jimmy, Howard, was, or Jimmy Howard did good. In the AHL. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Honestly, no, sorry. It made me pretty sad. I used to be a really big Jimmy Howard fan growing up. So, hey, okay. On. So, I, come on. I was five feet away from him in San Diego earlier this year. So, Jason, you want you want to recap? You want to recap? Okay. Yeah, just for the sake of it. Okay, Lafreniere number one, Byfield uh, number two, uh, Stutzfield, Raymond, Quinn, Holtz, Drysdale. Bam. Oh, all right, number eight on our draft board is the Buffalo Sabres. And unfortunately, the uh, wonderful gentlemen behind Locked on Sabres were not able to join us tonight. So we figured we'd uh, do the next best thing and turn it back over to at least a hockey team that also resides in New York. So we're going to head back to John Chick from Locked on Rangers to be our uh, pretend Buffalo person. Before John. John makes the pick. I just want to say I'm shocked that there's two guys right now that are still on the board. Yeah, there's there's a yeah. There's at least one shock yeah. on the board. Well, let me see if this is one of them. I'll let you guys answer as soon as I say it here. I think for the Buffalo Sabres, a team that's kind of struggled to score goals for however many years you might go back now, it's always something of an issue for that team. You need points, you need somebody who can put the puck in the net. And I'm gonna go with Cole Perfetti yeah. for that pick. Was that Jason and whoever else said that? Was that who you thought was yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Nolan yeah. said he might have taken him at four, and I was thinking about him at five too. Yeah. I thought about him at six. It came down. It came <laughs> down to the Raymond and Perfetti for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I just think it's the way to go for that team. I mean, you got to keep Jack Eichel happy. It seems like every couple of weeks there's a rumor that either the Sabers want to trade him and like rebuild again, or they, you know, Jack Eichel himself wants to get out of Buffalo or whatever it might be. So I think you want to draft somebody like this that can play on the same line is Jack Eichel, hopefully. Somebody who's got some big-time upside, a uh, sniper. By all accounts, he's very smart, Very has a very high hockey IQ, and uh, 111 points in 61 games in the OHL this past season. So definitely somebody uh, with some big-time upside and somebody that can turn a franchise around. So, yeah, I'm surprised he fell this far, but uh, 
if I'm going to represent the Buffalo Sabres here, give me a cool perfetti. Yeah, you did, you did them well. And I just want to mention that it also takes off the pressure from him to try to be a center because you can be the left wing on Jack Eichel's line. I think that would be a, a pretty symbiotic relationship between the two of them. Absolutely. All right, we are heading to the Central Division. As we get down to the wire in our top 10, we are going to go to Locked on Wild. You're on the clock. All right, this presents a kind of a perfect scenario, I think, for the Minnesota Wild. They need centers with Eric Stahl, now gone, gone to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Miko Koivu is not returning. He has not really announced that he's retiring, but he's no longer going to be on the Wild. The Wild are very, very thin down the middle. So the way this draft board fell, it's between kind of like a, a Marco Rossi or an Anton Lindell. And, and it, I think if the Wild are in this position, they're going to love this position. It's going to be a tough decision, but I think they're going to love this idea because uh, there's going to be two really solid center prospects here to choose from. Rossi's a little bit smaller, um, definitely a lot more fast. Uh, and, and and has the ability to score and, and play make. Anton, Anton Lindell is very much a Koivu kind of clone, uh, plays a very 200-foot game, and uh, but also has a little bit more offensive upside than maybe uh, Koivu did back in the day. So this one's a really tough one, but I'm probably going to go with, uh, with Rossi on this one. Uh, just, you know, when you look at kind of like the scouting reports here, you know, you, you see things like a guy doesn't ever take a shift off. His legs are always moving. I mean, that's kind of the tenacity that these young guys like um, Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov are going to need in the future as kind of a player to, to, uh, to, to bring them up another level here. And um, the other thing is too, is like, you know, he's got speed and the, these two players need to play with speed. The game is, is faster. It, it's, it's younger. And the wild have been slow and boring for so freaking long. You can't even imagine. So to get somebody that's dynamic and fast with, with ability to, to shake the defenders. I mean, that is huge. So that is the reason why I am picking Marco Rossi for the Minnesota wild at pick number nine. And I think this is a great pick. Um, and one that I think the Minnesota Wild would uh, would absolutely love to be in a position to take on uh, on next Tuesday's draft. Joe, tell him how many points he had in in Ottawa last year. It was uh, ridiculous. One hundred and twenty. Yeah, is that good? That's kind of good. Yeah, thirty two goals, eighty one assists. And that's the other thing too. Like with Fiala taking a step, with Kaprizov going to be coming in as well. Like. They need a guy that can also play make. That's kind of the other thing too that I'm looking at his stats here. Is like he also has a lot of assists, and some of that could be by, basically just uh, by osmosis, just being on the ice with other talented players. But like you need a guy that can also set up these players too, because uh, Fiala's going to need the puck a lot. Kaprizov's going to need the puck a lot. You got some younger players in Jordan Greenway that potentially could move up the line. It's it's there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of people that are going to need the puck. And uh, the Wild right now just do not have that passer in their system, and I think this is a great player to to bring in to their uh, into their uh, into their system and, uh, and 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 move it forward here. Just because I think that uh, you know when you when you talk about the speed, when you talk about how just dynamic he is, this is one of those guys that I think the Minnesota Wild were are going to be excited about. From J.D. Burke to Craig Button to Scott Wheeler, every draft analyst we've had on the show says that Marco Rossi will be playing the NHL next season. So he's a guy you can put right into your lineup, probably on a third line, and that's huge to get at nine. I, th- I think that's probably a steal of the draft so far. Yeah. Absolutely. 
All right, and we are going to round things out <laughs> with the Winnipeg Jets. Harrison from Locked on Jets, you're on the clock. <sighs> Can you imagine watching a top nine pick round and you see Rossi is slipping and slipping and slipping and Perfetti is slipping and slipping and slipping and then boom, right before you get to your pick, all of the joy and happiness is sucked out of your life. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what watching the Jets sometimes is like. But but it's okay. We're cool. We're chilling because my original draft target that I thought would be around at this range, uh, and of course, Joe from the Wild was considering. And uh, you know, obviously, I would have preferred that he made this pick. But it's okay. We're cool. We're still friends. I think. I don't know. I'm I'm still you know not quite over it. But we'll select Anton Lundell from HIFK of Liga. Uh, Lundell is kind of an interesting player because the Jets basically took Lundell uh, 1.0 and David Gustafson. I think Winnipeg right now is, well, we don't really have many centers. We've got Mark Shifley and Andrew Kopp as our two best centers, plus the ghost of Cody Eakin, and I don't even know who else. Um, So we're we're running out of time, and I think the Jets are probably in the most tenuous position they've been in since the relocation. I think that they basically torpedoed Every single cup chance that they've had, they have completely mismanaged a lot of the talent on the roster. Um, and I, I think that this is a, a draft pick that they desperately need to hit a home run on. And Lundell, right now, is still a work in progress. He's still got some things that he needs to work on. But I think that his mature game, his two-way transitional play, and the untapped offensive upside that he's starting to show uh, will be a major selling point to him, hopefully becoming a second-line center. But I don't know. I mean, banking all of your hopes and dreams on this pick is probably not my most comfortable position, but this is kind of where the Jets are at. You know, we've had quite a few uh, off-season rumors already, so I think the Jets just need a win here. I want to thank everyone for participating in the mock draft, and for those of you listening, thank you for listening. If you want to hear the breakdown of all the picks, in other words, part two of the mock draft interview, that will come on Monday's podcast. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Rate, comment, subscribe, and follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Ducks. And thanks for listening to this special Saturday night show. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. We'll be back on Monday, the day before the NHL draft. And hey, Anaheim, stay safe, practice social distancing, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.